All right. this ride a little bit people i'm gonna gonna let it just ride because that's how we feeling right now let this song ride a little bit all right all right yo what's up everybody once again it's your boy b sales another episode of the b-side podcast yours truly um and also before i forget before i get into it i was about to zone out ladies and gentlemen resident guest here on the show is our boy like i want to say my boy g diddy what's up g what's happening doing good this g combs the holy roman emperor of the republican party how are you doing today man i'm good man you know i'm saying i had to uh switch up the intro real quick with the j dilla fuck the police instrumental um obviously obviously um you know we all are um i won't even say caught back or caught to the side but you know um another incident george floyd minnesota sure everybody's seen the footage um hard for me even to look at it i mean inevitably i assumed what was going happen was his uh you know him dying at the scenes uh, once again, at the hands of a police officer, recorded. I hate watching those type of videos myself personally um, because we already know what the outcome is, you know. And then on top of that, whenever these things happen, I always have an eerie feeling because it that could possibly be me. I look at that situation like, damn, I could be in that same situation as, 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 as Floyd and all these other uh, casualties at the hands of police and also police brutality. Um, so, you know, took a little while for me to get up on this, but, uh, you know, obviously I think that, um, you know, I think I'm in the right place right now to talk about it. How you feel about what's going down right now, Jerry, Gary? Well, I saw the uh, George Floyd video and it's definitely one of the most heartbreaking things I've ever seen. This man struggling and fighting for his life at the hands of the police and people, for some reason, when they bring up, when police brutality is brought up, they always bring up uh, black on black violence. But this is my counter to that. Aren't the people that are your public servants that are supposed to be there to be the stewards of the law, shouldn't they be uh, held up to the strictest standards? Shouldn't those people yeah. be held up to the strictest standards? So when they do something such as violate your constitutional right or even violate your right to live, shouldn't they be punished? Yeah, but I mean, it's not like that. No, it's just not like that in society because the thing is with the badge, they feel that they bleed blue. You can't talk bad about the organization. It'll break morale. But when you take on and you cover for the bad, that makes even the good look bad. So people can't tell the difference. So it's crazy. We're in this situation too many times. It's not like this is a new relationship with cops in the minority community. Unfortunately, the history between cops and the minority community is one that leaves a lot to be desired, unfortunately. And this is just becoming too much of a regularity when we see these George Floyds or Ahmaud Arbery's or Trayvon Martins or just the endless list. It's just every couple of weeks, every couple of months, something new. And like you said, the, the outcome is always the same. If the police did the thing. If police were the ones that committed it, they'll bring up somebody's past, uh, make this person out to be a criminal. Well, we all see bring strategies. Up the fact that, we always see Yeah, you know, they bring up that they uh, they robbed somebody in the first grade or second grade or something like that. And they besmirch the victim. And then they go for the, well, maybe that situation didn't bring about the death. Even if you see it right in front of your very eyes, they want to tell you maybe that situation didn't bring about what you saw before your very eyes no question i mean also then you know just uh the music alone you know um you know just 
the past few days, man, uh, you know, I had to turn on some old beats, you know, like the intro song, Jay Dilla, Fuck the Police. That was out early 2000s. I even went back to KRS-One. What was that? Late 90s, early 2000s? Sound of the Beast. When was that? Late, the police, late 90s, early 2000s? Yeah, that was 90s. Late they had 90s? To be like 95. Yeah. And then NWA, fuck the police. When was that? That was 1988. You know what I'm saying? And all those songs, they're saying the same thing. And here we are in 2020 doing, it's, it's saying the same thing, the same message. You know, I mean, it, it, it it's crazy because how are you supposed to be a so called peace? officer but then you're the executioner too i mean I'm, what, what, what's going on i mean it makes no sense i mean if you were in fear of this man you had backup and on top of that you could bring in more backup what what good is that so now just because your little bullshit action look at all this going on right now off of, exactly off of one cop's decision to use brutality on a black victim, knowing what possibly could go down, knowing that you were being taped, that didn't even stop you. And none of the other officers stop you. I mean, what 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 was wrong with the other officers stepping in? Like, yo, that's too much. That's enough. I mean, well, the one officer was just looking off in a daze, looking dumb, and it just shows you that he wanted to be complacent with uh, whatever his partner was doing. He wasn't going to stop him. He wasn't going to show his decency, his morality. He was going to bleed blue. He's going to bleed blue. He's going to think blue at that moment. Oh, well, he's already, and, I mean, he's already brainwashed, no question. And it, it's just, when I look at what that police officer did to the man, and I'm not a person that uh, dislikes all police officers, but We're not even talking these corrupt about that. cops, these corrupt cops stain the badge. They stain the badge and they stain you know, the, the whole, the honor of the badge. And when I saw this man with his knee pressed in the back of this man's neck, cutting off his hair, he had his hand in his pocket and he was just looking off like, I'm doing this because I can. I could, uh, he could, could have lifted his concerned. knee up. He actually applied more pressure. Wasn't even concerned. He had other officers saying, get up, you need to get up the right way. They're telling this man to get up while somebody has their knee applied to the back of his neck. Just, this is the cruelty that we're able to uh, get exposed because we live in the age uh, where we can share stuff with social media, with camera phones. And if it wasn't for that brave young lady who videotaped this thing, nobody would know what was going on. They would believe the narrative. And it's always the narrative when it comes to um, this type of police brutality or police murder. It's always the uh, suspect was being um, non-compliant and they weren't, uh, you know, cooperating or anything like that. And then you hear that of some stories, the person you went into the cop car and tried to grab the cop's gun. It's always some type of story to write off would it be obvious. And if it wasn't for the exposure of this camera phone, we wouldn't know what was going on and we would be just left to the, um, to their explanation. And unfortunately, without exposure, a lot of corruption goes on because they don't have to answer to anybody. There's power in the police union to where they have enough political power where they can put uh, pressure on the politicians that are trying to do anything to them. So it's really incumbent upon the police department and across the nation to live up to the honor of that badge and uh, dash out these people that would disgrace the badge. They're it's not, really... They're not worried about that. They know they can get off. There's no consequences consequences on their actions. They know they can get off. That's including the DA and everybody else that's involved with this. They have like... Yeah. They, how can I say it? Um, they're not worried about getting put up on charges on the thing they do because whatever legislation's written in there for them. And then also, we know that this has been going on for years. Even way back in time we already know this because all our experiences and people that we know their experiences and i mean it's not how can i say it's, it happens so much that it's not even i don't it's even want to say surprised. i want to say it's not even appalling i mean but but then also you got to look at on the flip side that's part of the tactic if you go back to lynching that was part of the tactic 
do the most inhumane brutalization in front of the people we're trying to get to stay in order, stay in line, where that that becomes the norm, everybody becomes norm, uh, uh, numb, and then obviously larger society, well, that's what they get. So telling me our interactions with cops, whatever happens, that will we get. Yeah. Know? And um and at this point it's like, you know, same old rhetoric, same old things. We, there has to be another direction. It has to be another direction. It has to be. It does have to be another another direction. And one of the strategies that really reduced crime wasn't the increasing of uh policing and it wasn't the building of more jails from what like, you know, the nineteen ninety four crime bill did. It was building the relationship between the community and the police department. And when that community is severed, you breed chaos. People under, uh, it breeds chaos when they say people that are supposed to be stewards of the law, they're supposed to be um, in a position of authority, disregard the law, disregard their humanity, disregard their rights. And it breeds chaos. So it's incumbent upon the police department to live up to the strictest rights and eliminate these viruses. Because uh, corrupt cops or cops that just murder people for no reason, because this isn't the first murder that uh, Derek Chauvin has in his record. It's not going to be the last. As far it's as cops, be the last. as far as cops, you know, killing uh, civilians because they yeah, get away and- with it. That's the only time you. That's the only time you do that type of action because you know you can get away with it. That's the only time yes. you you do things like in a vile or foul manner because you know that you can get away with it. And we all know. It's a position that we doubt upon people that they have the right to take life. And some people get a God complex with that. Well, you know, you know, they get all types of complexes with that, with the uniform to what they think into whatever the case may be. I know one thing is for sure is that the individuals that are getting hired, not only the police officers, people above them too. They have no business in this line of work, plain and simple, you know, plain and simple. They have no reason. I don't give a damn um, what um, the status quo or what even society thinks at this point, because we already know that all the ones, uh, um, how can I say it? Inspired by us, meaning by, you know, fashion, entertainment, sports, even slang. They're quiet. We already know this. You hear some here now, a little bit more than uh, uh, others. I was surprised Wentz, the quarterback from Philadelphia Eagles, I was surprised he spoke about it, which is good. But we all know the whole aspect of it whenever crime comes around or crime comes from the issue of inequality. That's where, all, that's where it all comes from, right? You know? Just the relationship with uh, the police and the minority community comes from inequality. Well, that, that, comes from- that, 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 the relationship, you know, obviously comes from inequality, but, but when you break it down between the black community and the police, the trust is fucked up. Yeah. So you can't trust somebody. How are you going to get along with anything? Nothing's going to get accomplished. Policy is not going to get accomplished. The uh, uh, the rapport with one another is not going to get accomplished. And then, hire to people who go in these neighborhoods. They don't know nothing about the culture. They don't live in this area. They don't live in. They don't live in those neighborhoods. However, no, they just know the police. However, if we switch it, just imagine some black cops going into the suburb, killing young white boys, killing, beating up young white little girls. Man, are you kidding me? So how can that be okay? So how how can that how can all that be okay? But when it happens in all communities, it's justified. We're not saying anything. We're turning our back. We're supposed to just take it in the chin. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we, I mean, how how, we supposed to take everything that happened to us? We supposed to sit back and take it. In my lifetime, there's only very few times I've ever seen cops punished for uh, brutality that resulted in the murder of a citizen, and. It is what it is. It just shows what our system is. It shows what position of power some of these departments have. I'm not here to say that, uh, you know, all of the cops that, you know, murdered somebody that, you know, maybe some of them were telling the truth, but I'm just saying the ones that weren't telling the truth get away with it about 90% of the time, 90 to 95% of the time, because it's not incumbent upon them 
to try to make their department look bad or have their department associated with crimes such as um, violating the public's trust by murdering the public or acting as the executioner. So it's actually very depressing that what will what will uh, change this relationship because it's not really it's not really on them to change the relationship. They want to remain in a as figures of authority, as figures of uh, respect, and it's it's just it's it's a shit it's a shit show. Honestly, yes, the only for thing years. I can see for years. Yeah, the, the only thing I can see to change the relationship between the police department and the community is for the community to become the police department. In like the 1840s in New York, the Irish people living there accounted for a majority of the criminals and stuff like that. But by about 20 years later, they accounted for a majority of the police officers because they ingratiated themselves in the community. And, and, it was set up for them. and it was set up for them to people yeah, yeah, for the situation. Just like the, what is it, the firemen, all that case, you know, with different, I like to call them yeah, tribes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all set up for them like that, you know. But I, but but the, the one thing that we all have to uh, look at is the foundation, right? You always got go yeah. to go back to the foundation of the root of the problem, right? Long time ago, seen a quote said how you can tell the race relations in a country is to look at its prison system. It's the main thing you do. Look at the prison system. See how it's ran. See how it is. And that'll give you the racism or the race relationship in that particular country's society, right? Yeah. So we all know that on top of all that, some of, them prison, some of these prisons, I don't know, one in five probably, one in six, I don't know, maybe numbers off. Some people out there let me know that there's a certain percentage that are private prisons, not state of government, private prisons, obviously, to make profit, therefore, to get cheap labor, labor, therefore, another form of slavery in modern age. Because yeah. when you look at it, how is it that excuse me, blacks are only, what, 14% of the population between the most, let's say between, I don't know, 10 to 15% of the population, right? And probably yeah. lowballing it, we're over. 40% of the jail population. Even 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 if we were at 30, that's ridiculous. That's so we are so we already say we already see the numbers are disproportionately swayed one way. Yeah. Because whatever imaginary fears going on made up somebody's head. You know, we all want to so-called have this piece of life making it in America, especially when we built it. But it's like what are you supposed to do? We have lack of education. We have lack of finances. You have lack of resources. They're not provided to you. And then the, the, the game that, that you're getting into, it's all set up for you to lose. Then on top of that, not only are you set up to lose, that you possibly could die. <laughs> it's, 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 it's draining. It's frustrating. The only thing that we have to, we, we have to change it. We have to change, man. We have to change. We shouldn't be talking about this in 2020. As far as I'm concerned, we shouldn't be talking. It's insanity. Police brutality has been documented with our community. You can go back to the 60s, and just like the relationship hasn't changed, and it needs to change, and it has to change, or we'll be but, uh, it's in not, the situation. It, but, but it's not going to change in this format. We know this. We know it's not going to change. It's not. It's, it's not. It's not going. It, no, it's not going to change, because rulership privilege or rulership main, maintaining. The status quo is not gonna allow it to happen, right? Yeah, it's not. We can do all this what we want to do, man. You know, cats, go get the guns. They got more guns than us right now. <laughs> yeah. That's 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 a dumb decision. Oh, there's a whole. You always have to have a strategy, and that's the not, wrong strategy to have because. But I'm not saying I'm not saying nothing, nothing's wrong with arms. You have to have arms to protect yourself. No question. But all I'm saying is, you can't just go out here guns blazing. Because we're outnumbered. Got to move smarter. Yeah. So you have to move with structure and a plan. So, once again, and I'm going to keep bringing this up, we have to another wake-up call for to pull our resources together. Have to. Whatever, whatever area we're in, obviously, we got to have our representative, quote-unquote, represent us to get to legislation like yo we want black cops in this area or you're not going or we're not you're not going to get our vote you're not you're not going to get our backing 
tired of this. Yeah. Churches, pastors, so-called leaders, come on, come on, come on, you know. We, 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 you have to demand something of value. We have to, man. We have to, or, or, or what? The same shit been going on since the 60s, really. Shit happens, we riot, boom. Shit happens, we riot, boom. That's insanity, right? Exactly. Doing, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. It's insanity. It is. We we can't fight that insanity with our own insanity in that direction. And then getting back to you saying all the black on black crime, that's bullshit. People kill wherever their tribes are. White folks kill white it folks is. in their areas. It's all we all know that. So that's all once again some bullshit bulletin board print. Everybody kill their own. We all know this. We should know this, I should say. Obviously we don't, but we should know that. That's that's just tribe shit. That's the intimate, intimate uh, uh violence, intimate uh what I wanna say, uh not vandalism but but intimate um, progression progression disrespect whatever the case you want to be all that is somebody close to you therefore your own alx therefore your own tribe so yeah. all that bullshit black on black shut up we need it we say and that's nothing we need to kill, kill that talk like stop it so it's all in same it's equal to white and white crime latino latino crime whatever the case may be hispanic black on brown on brown whatever the case may be we already know this that's done <laughs> we got to move on yeah you know, we gotta have you know, and then it's and then it's your turn to use for redirection. Yeah, but then also it's just like because we see it because they could easily fund some type of program to get black cops. It's a job. Definitely, they can come in and recruit and do that. And they can't have a community outreach to people in the community that want to join the police department Man. to be the representatives of the community. That they can't be anything like Man, that. It can happen, but that's not. It but, has but, to happen, but not that route. Not 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 with this route. No, we can't. Now get on, man. You know, then get that representative up in there to change the legislation. As far as them, therefore, oh, yeah. that, you know, work on getting, you know, DAs, judges in our area. You know, we we we. It all it all stems back to you know people. We got to um keep our money in our own communities. Straight up, man. We got to, you know, and we yeah. got to have a, and then we have to have a code of conduct with each other. You know. And have a code of conduct with each other, man. Can't everybody? We, we come on. We out here losing. We so competitive. We're losing out here, people. We are losing. Okay, we're losing. The people. We the people have to invest in our future. We have to invest in each because other. We have to invest in each other first. We got to be in the present first. Yeah. Take care of the future. Invest in each other. That's investing in the future. Is investing in each other. We got to invest. Because- we got to invest in the present now. The future take care of itself. Yeah. We don't even know what the future gonna bring, but we we, we know we can invest in the present. Oh yeah, because that's you, the building blocks. You do the work now for we tomorrow. Do it now because nobody's going to help you. Nobody's going to give you that help and hand. No, we can't think that our existence is going to be improved or taken down by the conduct of somebody else. We have to improve ourselves through our own conduct. You know, like you said, we need to value ourselves as a community. We need to value what we bring to the table as a community. And to keep the dollar among ourselves, everybody not does. Just it. let it leave within Every, a couple of hours. Everybody does it, and then it's just like you know, we ain't, and then and we ain't got nowhere to go. We got nowhere to go. I was reading, but I was you know I was reading. I forgot the article. I know I read it down. I wrote it down. I should say, man, and 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 I was reading about this one brother, and we've all experienced it. Basically, he tried to have a party or some type of gathering at this establishment. They basically said no. As they found out that was primarily for African American. No, can't have it. Therefore, we gotta go to a place where it's up. Okay, well, well, we can go to our own establishment and do whatever. Okay, we ain't gotta be like okay. So, cause right now we're like okay, damn, they accept us now. We all mad, whatever, cause we ain't got nowhere else to go. We ain't got nowhere to go. Why you wanna go somewhere where you're not wanted? What and you're giving them yeah. money. That makes no sense. Well, I try to fit in a place where you know you know. There's no need it. to. There's not. There's no need to. You know, we 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 got we got to uh, do that, and also we got to demand shit. Yeah. You know, right now we got we got we got to put our mouth where our money is. I mean, I don't. I don't. We have to. And then and on and on top of that, yo, let's think about it. Maybe that's why we haven't received our blessings because we're not together. That's why what? Maybe we haven't received our blessings because we're not together. We have been thrown into a state of chaos. Because we ain't been, where maybe that's it. It is. I, th- I believe we've been thrown into maybe a state it. of chaos. We need to be, the, the amount of influence that the black community has in the world is disgusting when you compare it to 
the uh, economic power that we have in America as opposed to our influence. If the influence can match the economic power, then we'd be in a different position. And, you know, that's we generate true. about like 1.5% of the wealth in America. That's true. 1.5% of the wealth. And if we invest in ourselves, every community respects somebody that respects themselves. And it's well past time that we need to respect ourselves. We need to respect our dollar. We need to respect ourselves. We need to con- contribute in ourselves right now because that builds for the future. Know our own worth. You don't have to wear some uh, some foreign designer or Italian designer just to be stylish. You could be wearing somebody that looks just like you. Yeah. And, and, it's just and still, and still set the trend. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing's wrong There's with no that. hatred to any ethnicity, any other race or anything like that. But they do, they practice it themselves. you got to love yourself. People love you when you love yourself. And us as people, we need to love ourselves. We have to, man. We have to change this, the narrative. We have to turn this corner. We've been talking about it for so long. I, 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 action, you know. I, obviously, there's always some things that we can always work on to get better, you know. But at least start somewhat. People, you know, I, I'm, I'm uh, I guess eventually, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's a good investment or not. But if I do happen to purchase a home or something like that, I'm, 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 I'm going to go where an area where I've, I see people like me. <laughs> At least I'm just saying, you know. Then you ain't got to worry about you know moving your neighbors moving out or coming up in the neighborhood and just <laughs> see some shit, racial shit going on. You ain't got to worry about all that. And plus, you don't have to worry about your neighbor saying there goes the neighborhood. Ain't got to worry about that. And the plus, that's dollars in our community. You know, um, yeah. I think that's a I think that's a, a grave mistake that we did back in the day. You know, doctors, lawyers, celebrities, entertain people, whatever the case may be, who had money, who had, was able to purchase homes, they left the black community. You know, because you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't see the Asians or, or the Mayor or the Latinos or the or the whites making money, and then oh, you know, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go over here, live with the blacks or the blacks. Huh? It's not, it's not happening, but we do it. You know, it's like. But well, we do it. We gotta skip town. Man, we we got we gotta we gotta shift it, man. We gotta shift it. I'm not preaching, I'm just saying I'm about action too. You know? I try to, you know, keep my word as bond, you know, try to. My best know how my best ability. But I know that yeah. we have to keep the dollar within. And then and 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 then and, and that is a part of what's going on now, you know? That's part of what's going yeah. on now. So I mean, I'm not saying I'm I'm not trying to say that, you know. Even if we had majority black cops, who, of course, there's going to be some shit going on, because that's just human nature. That's just, it's just, just man. Some shit gonna happen. However, but I feel a little, <laughs> a little better. Not that if something do happen, like, okay, you know, they recognize, you know, our culture. At least it's another brother. Like, damn, you know. Whereas it's like, I don't know how to see this. This could be some racial shit. I don't know. I don't know. But when I see something opposite go down, it's just like, man, it's crazy. Because it, it, you know, I'm really tripping off because I'm going to tell you something real, real quick story here. It happened, happened about two weeks ago in my complex. Crazy story, right? Yeah. So, yeah. obviously, in my parking lot of my, of my complex, there were some people checking the doors, seeing if they can get yeah. something. You know, and they're trying to st- steal some things, right? Well, a couple of our, my neighbors' uh, cars got broken into, and um, therefore, um, our own security, <laughs> which just happened to be a resident, you know, spotted them. So another neighbor came out, and, and the two who happened to, you know, witness some things. One, one saw saw the the the, the people in the parking lots checking cars. Yeah. The second the second guy, he was and. He was a neighbor. He, he he was a tenant, but his car got broken into and, and some things got stolen. Make a long story short, when the cops came and how they're interacting with the cops, I'm just, I had to sit back and watch like, what? This is amazing. They was talking to them. They was talking to them crazy as a motherfucker, man. Crazy. <laughs> and, you know, hey, just so happened, the neighbors I'm talking about are your Americans. 
Okay, they call us African Americans. I'll say Euro Americans. Okay, they were Euro Americans. Uh-huh. Okay, so they was going crazy. Well, the cops like, just calm down. You know, we're here. Everything's fine. <laughs> I'm just sitting here like I gotta, I gotta sit here and watch this. Like these motherfuckers was going the fuck off. So one of the residents, you know, walked. You know, basically there was some cops in a parking lot, kind of close. You know. Observing the scene, so my neighbor, one of the neighbors, like approached the cops, and yeah. you know the cops drew on him, <laughs> like, hey, yeah, like hold up, he's up, and and he was livid about that. Like I just came up and just what the fuck? I just went up, talked to him, you know, tried to talk to him, ask him what's going on. And they drew and they drew the guns on me. I said, well, hey, I guess maybe you know now you kind of feel for us. <laughs> now you understand a little bit, you know. Thank God that you wasn't <laughs> even darker, not saying anything that happened, but. Now you kind of relate. You just, you know, in your own. You're not. You don't seem confrontational, whatever the case may be. You're gonna be able to talk to an officer. And they got the guns drawn. Yeah, you dig. So it's like I understand. Yeah, it's, it's 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 they can't trust everybody, no doubt. But hey, you chose to get in this field of work, okay? <laughs> so, yeah. So refine your people skills. That's all I'm saying. A lot of this is people skills. All right. It's people skills. They got an army behind them. So why are you acting brave? That's what I don't get. You have an army. Shit got out of hand. You got the army behind you. So not only do you have the police force, but you have the military behind you too. And you're going to play exactly. tough guy. They cash coming in. Yeah. yeah. Why, why, why you need to put people on curfew? Yeah. Why you need to put hands on somebody when you got all this backup? Makes... Exactly. It's <laughs> no reason. An abuse of power. Yes, very it's much so. Power. Very much so. And any decent community doesn't take tyranny. And that goes for any community that's in this country, white, black, or anything. White people know that they do not take tyranny from a police force or for anybody. So why should it be upon the black community to take it on the chin every time they see a police officer uh, you know, get off, get acquitted on any of the charges. Why is it incumbent upon us to just always take it on the chin and send some cool guys? I, 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 I know. I, it's like, like it's like we're just supposed to take right. everything. And then, and then also, I've always thought this. Now, if you a police officer, right, whatever the case may be, in that line of work, you see what's going on. Okay, you see what's going on in your in that area you're policing, and also when you're a civilian. You go up here, hills, suburbs, wherever the case may be, you see like, wait a minute here. Okay, obviously, they got a little money. Probably they're educated. Probably whatever they're doing, they're having a peace of mind, basically. You know, okay. Yeah. Seems like life is going good, okay? Looks like, you know, they're making enough money, more than enough money to pay their bills, to take care of their family, and to provide, right? So, okay. Yeah. Most likely, you know, they're not going to act up because... Everything's pretty much done. It's a done deal. Everything's everything's cool. You got food, clothing, clothing, shelter, and then some, right? Yeah. Now, when you go into poor communities, now you got to think like, okay, they're in this position because of what? Lack of education, lack of resources, lack of funds. So therefore, just to able to survive, just to able to quote unquote fit in and all the things that you get program into doing far as hey you get this luxury item you've made it hey you get here you've made it so therefore yeah people want to not necessarily they they want to live too so therefore when there's no um when there's a disadvantage people are going to do things to get that advantage or to even get their head above water even to 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 play in some type of uh, a fair game whatever you might say you know, but yeah. but I'm just saying it's just like yo, I'm sure they have some ideas where they don't have to police this area, or there's ways that we can improve this area where we don't have to come through here and police as much. We see the we see the the despair, we see the lack of opportunity, we see the lack of education. So therefore, that's where all these bullshit crimes is coming into play. Oh yeah, I get it. And- that's not their professions, obviously, but it's like we see it. We see it. It is. We got to ask ourselves, what direction is it going to go? Because there has to be some engagement 
with uh, the department and the community. That the days of but if there's no trust, there's not going to be no engagement. There's no trust there. So how's how how are you going to engage? But the trust has to be built. But these guys get fired for their jobs. One of them is uh, arrested right now. Derek Chagin's arrested right now. We have to demand our police. Arrest the other three. Arrest the other three. Get them convicted. Give Derek Chagin the harshest penalty possible, which I'm not sure he'll get because it's a third degree. He's getting charged with third degree manslaughter. Man, that's cool. He can get some decades, but I'm not sure if he's going to get what he deserves. But... uh, we have to demand, I think we have to demand the policing that we want in our neighborhood. Yeah, you do. We have to. You got to be that police department. You got to. have to demand it. Not only be the community police, but be in the police department too. There has to be community police amongst us to police the community. To yes, where- and, that, and that, that, that all goes to a code of conduct. And anyway, I'm about to plug this anyhow. And a lot of these points that I'm getting with our community, I'm telling you. You have to get this book, Powernomics, by Dr. Claude Anderson. Powernomics, the national plan to empower black America. Everybody, I think, should invest in this book. No question, man. Oh, yeah, I got to get that. And, and, and some of these points, that we, ha- we have to take into account, you know? You know, I mean, we see it out here, man. I mean, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. We only can speak on where we at. We out here in Southern California, Orange County, to be exact. But out here... You got all these little Saigon. You got uh, uh what um. There's also a Middle Eastern Korea community, Koreatown. Oh. There's also me. Uh, yeah, all these, all the these different towns. You know, you got neighborhoods with a you know Spanish got their own thing. The whites got their own thing. Except for us, Asians got their own thing. Except for us. Yeah. Right? Why don't we have you know, um, um, little Ghana. You know, when we have, you know, little Nigeria, whatever the case may be, you know, Ethiopian town or whatever the case may be. It has to be on us to rediscover our culture and the treasure of our culture, because people believe that Africa is a place without history and that its history didn't start until Europeans came there. That's the greatest lie in history. No doubt. It's information. people. We We all have to do our research. Definitely. And you were from that great bloodline. Us as us as the people here, we are from that great bloodline of kings and queens, and that's not just you know just flighty talk or anything like that. That is the truth. We come from great Doctors, empires that were just as big as any empire over in Europe. Yeah, they want to put us in the entertainer and singer Warriors, box or entertainer and singer and athlete box, but we've been everything. We've been emperors over in Europe in ancient times. No question. People don't even know it. People do your research, you know, and then also we can't expect um, the ones in power to teach us who we are. Makes no sense. That's not going to be part of their plan. So we got to understand, people, we are not part of anyone's plan. No one has us <laughs> in their plan. Nobody. It's all, nobody, it's all nobody. nobody has us in their plans. So we have to develop our plan. You know, with this our own policing, our own code of conduct that we have amongst each other and things that we have to do, you know, as far as pulling our resources together, having our own representation. Therefore, we can try to change legislation for us where we're not affected so badly or where we can thrive and also achieve things at two, have to educate ourselves and have a code of conduct with each other. Because right now we're losing, plain and simple. We're losing on everything, everything. We just got to do better. We just have to fight the power like Chuck. We have to. We have to stick together. So, obviously, we'll definitely do some more talking on this when it comes up. But this was another heavy thing on our mind, at least mine, this whole past week um, about this police brutality. Like I said, it won't be the first, won't be the last. But I know I'm tired of the same narrative as far as what we need to do. So, Anybody have any suggestions? Anybody can reach out. Definitely, um, you know, maybe we can connect something. We can have something going on where we can pull our resources here at the B-Side Podcast and, and, and try to uh, incorporate what we believe in to other um, channels of our society. No questions like that. So we're going to wrap it up right here as far as the police brutality in America and what we need to do as African-Americans to take a stronger hold of the position but 
Also along on this episode, we're about to make a pivot, and we are still dealing with the crow. 100,000. Still with it. Very grim milestone. So how do you feel? How do you feel on how California is opening up? How you feel? Uh, we now just just us right now. How you feel about this opening up in Orange County? Well, I think here's the thing about opening up. We're on the verge of having an economic, you know, economic troubles that's going to last for over a decade. That's going to stay with us the longer we stay closed down. But we're going to run right into the fire if we open back up because that's definitely people are going to get infected. I mean, numbers aren't going down. We just reached one of the grimmest milestones in American history, 100,000 souls lost. That's more than uh, what we lost in combined in Korea and Vietnam combined. Yes. That's, that's more than that. Yes. So to, uh, to open up is purely based on financial reasons, but it's based on reasons that we have to keep the company, the country going. I'm sorry, I said company. Maybe that was a Freudian slip, but we got to keep the country going. And this is one of the most serious economic crises we have ever faced ever in American history. We have more people laid off and fired than in the time of the Great Depression. We have 40 million people fired. We have our manufacturing down to the lowest level since the Industrial Revolution or a little bit after that. It's just depressing all around. It's, we have to open up, but it's just like running into a fire. It's about as safe as running directly into a fire. So, what, what do you, how do you feel? My thing is this. Now, when we go to war with some country, we go all out. There's no question. Our fighting arsenal and what to spend. Then, on top of that, on money on rebuilding that country, or we just tore down. Yeah. But huge military budget. But when it comes to giving money, because y'all, because the government told us to stay home, there's issues, right? We're not gonna go. We're not gonna go all out. However, we'll go all out for these big businesses. We'll go out. I should say all out. We might open the door for the small businesses. But where does that money land on the taxpayer? Right? Yeah. We bail out everybody. But when it, this situation comes up, first as long as I don't know how many years, there's issues on getting money to people. Getting money to people. Knowing that if we keep going out, coming in, going out, coming in, meaning shut it out, shut down, open up, shut down, open up. Yeah. That's going to cost even more. Yeah. Because you, you can't get nothing done with a sick working class, a workforce, I should say. You're not going to get nothing done, man. So I don't understand what is the big deal. Well, because you this know is, who's to blame for that? Well, Mr. B, I mean, Mr. Mitch McConnell. We know that. Mitchie's, He's the one Mitchie, fighting against that. Mitchie is something else. But he wasn't fighting against that shit when he was getting his boys out, meaning big businesses. And then, oh, yeah. And then they're all, half the Congress is all multimillionaires. So I'm sitting here like, y'all have no idea. We know, we know you're in it for yourself. We know this, all right? We know you're in it for yourself. And just the reasoning is the craziest I've ever heard. You don't want to give people $600 a week because it won't incentivize them to get back to work. But you told us to sit, but though, you told us to sit down. You told yeah, us to go home. Even though you wanted them to stay from work because you want you know the virus to run its course, so it's, they're trying to send mixed signals. Like, they're having a problem spending $600 when what's spent on people weekly for this uh, unemployment benefit? It's nothing. It's not even a drop. It's not even a grain of sand next to our military budget. So it's really disgusting that they would look the other way with the American people in a time of crisis. And that should be very telling of those people that would do that, like a Mitch McConnell or Tim Scott. And they need to be questioned on that, and they need to be taken out of office because of that. Yeah, it makes no sense because, like I said, you go all out, there's war, but then— you won't even help out American citizens who've bailed everybody out yeah. time and time again. Bail everybody out, knowing that when there's every type, any type of situation like we're in again, right now, like in 2008, some things are not going to go back to the same. Some of these jobs are gone forever. Forever. And you see the unemployment rate getting higher every what, week. Is it 14%? Every week, 14, 15%? millions of people. You got people, man, 
uh, uh, lining up for food. Food bank. What? What? That's crazy. Yeah. But Wall Street that, is still then, making his money. Yeah, and then all that money we wasted on Arsenal that we didn't even use for these wars. It's, it's like that 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 one bomb right there could feed entire state. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like it it's like, oh my goodness grace. And we so called elected you officials in these positions. We know you're all about your money. We know you're going to get your money. But then you can't even look out for us. You tell us to stay home. You tell us to stay home. We stayed home. We're staying home. And then now you're saying, oh, we're not going to give no more. Well, I don't even see where to give them from. This is, this is old to us. Yeah. It's like you judge the people. You're the one that put them in the situation. So Because the inaction... It's the reason we're in this situation. We know the inaction. Because the inaction that confronts stuff that we go to them because we think they're their authorities. So we think they know what they're doing. They don't. We think they're leaders. We don't do our part on, on getting the right people in there. That's our fault once again, people. We've, 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 we've put in place people who should not even be there. And then there's another thing, right? So, okay, so you don't have the money situation for us down, Right. Damn, well, can, can you at least get the PPE equipment? Can, can you at least do that? <laughs> but you can't even do that yeah. either. You can't even get the, people having uh, issues with PPE still. Okay, so so you can't you don't even have uh, a, a grips on the financial aspect. Why 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 are we still debating all this? And secondly, you don't even have the right equipment for yeah broken staff members for staff members. I'm just saying staff members. We're not even going to go into patients and workers. We're not even. We're not even going that aspect. Just people who's 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 treating us. You don't even have that. Then you don't have like I said, then you don't have the right PV equipment for the people that have been affected. The patients. Then you don't have the PPE equipment for the workers. So you don't even have that. Then the testing Aren't they saying some of the testing is coming back faulty? Some of the methods of testing were giving out false negatives. Man, they don't they got shit everywhere. There's not even one standard test. Some of the some of the testing that's going on, like you said, they're faulty. No answers. Once again, then I was having a discussion with my friend today earlier, right? So you're saying that the poor is getting affected more so than others, right? Yeah. Why are you not setting up shop in those poor areas to see if they got any antibodies, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Right. I mean, why, why aren't you? If if you know that a lot of these people have been affected over here, people in the nursing home, people people in the uh, uh, healthcare uh, industry. Why aren't they getting tested for antibodies? Are they even, they're probably not even getting tested to see if they got it. Not at the rate that they should be. Yeah, and this nursing home numbers are just nightmarish. That's going to be the real nightmare once this whole thing is over. Once Why weren't they set up properly? You know? It's like, yeah. it's just all bad. And I'm and sorry. This is what they signed up for. So, of course, they're going to get the blame. Yes. This is what they signed up for. Yeah. Go ahead. What were you saying? And it's just a it's just a shit show because uh, you know that's yeah. what they signed up for, and we're left sitting on our hands as a country during this pandemic because it seems like we left thoroughly unprepared. Like, like coming up with masks should have been the last thing on the list of things that we were failing at during this crisis. Last. The very last. We make clothes every day. You know, the Ralph Lauren or uh, Tommy Hilfiger, whatever. The manufacturers over here make clothes every day, so that should have been the last. So it's just like we got our priorities mixed up. To get rid of the Office of Pandemic, the Studies Pandemics, that could have told you ahead of time what was coming is the height of irresponsibility. You got to keep your, you know, you got to be right 100% of the time. But, you know, the enemy has just got to be right one time. And, and then, it's just, we got, seems like we're just left sitting on our hands as a country. And then... Oh, yeah, no question. And then it's just like, it's so cavalier how some of these people are, hand, are handling this. It's like, you know, I, it's, it's just mind-boggling sometimes. Like, you're telling me that people are out here mad because they can't go to a place and sit and eat, right? You, yeah. can't, pe you can't really people watch because of the certain ramifications before you are in this type of setting. So it's not, it's not normal. So you can't. I hope you just went in there more than the food, right? The ambiance, that's all fucked up now. So you're telling me yeah. that you could be in a safe environment, right? Because there's no vaccination and we, you know, are 
healthcare system not set up for this, meaning, you know, if something goes crazy, we'll be struggling on beds and things of that nature to house these people who are who have been sick. So you're telling me that you're that antsy to go somewhere that was not safe to eat? You you can get that carried out and come to your home where it's a lot safer now than going out here just because for what? You can't go else nowhere. Where's she going after this? You can't you can't you can't restaurant hop. You can't bar hop. But people hate being denied the freedom to do. People want to think what? that it's all going to be normal. And as long as this virus is around, it's never going to be the normal that we remember for maybe a while, maybe a year, maybe two years. But it's all about people thinking their freedom is being denied and just putting that ahead of their intelligence. Because you put yourself in a dangerous situation Very when dangerous. you want something back that can't be back anytime soon. When you want to force it to be back, that's when you put yourself in a bad situation, like some of these rising cases in places that have opened now, up. And I think that, you know, unfortunately, our governor, Gavin Newsom, I mean, he a lot of pressure, no question. And I think he just, how can I, I, I think he tried to hold on as long as he could to have things shut down. But the, but the pressure was so massive that I don't want to say that he, he, he fell into the hands of it, but it's just like, I, I think, I think we're open up very quickly. Yeah. Especially when there's no testing out there. We, we, there's so many uncertainties. That's why I understand why would people go out for what to risk it just for what? I've been cooped up in. The, it's called a house. That's where you should be when, 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 when you don't know what's going on. You know, yeah. being frustrated and whatever. Last time, that's not the answer. We, you, you could be a carrier. You could affect somebody. Why take that risk just because you felt cooped up in your house? You can't go You're nowhere. Cabin fever. Cabin fever. What? It ain't like you, you ain't locked up. You're at home. You, <laughs> you can still do things when people ain't around. You just gotta. Do a little extra work to find out to, to, to how should I say you need to do extra work on your planning. That's all. You can get out the house, but you just can't be oh, up yeah. in a crowd. Why would you be in a crowd? Some people can't take that that confinement. They feel like if they're staying at home to be confined, they can't see the world. They that's, gotta be out. They gotta selfish. see everything and be everywhere. That's selfish, man. That's selfish. It is. You, like, can't, you can't do that right now. You can't do that right now because there's no vaccine. And our healthcare system is not set up for rows and lines and lines of people who get sick. That's the only reason, people. You, you, you got to sit some shit out until it's okay. Definitely. There's some shit. There's some shit that we got to get used to, the changes that we're going through as a society, and we can't rush back to a place where we think is normal because the normal that we remember from yesterday ain't there anymore. You got to adapt, people. You got to get out of this insanity uh, just because you think you uh, think it's cool to be in a large crowd and party and do all types of bullshit, that that's cool. You just might have assigned yourself a death warrant. You might have assigned your elderly a relative a death warrant because of your irresponsibility. That's so no it's really insanity on the part of the people to not see, I mean, to not see that there's this invisible enemy out there and to do whatever we can to mitigate this disaster we've lost a hundred thousand fellow Americans, more than the Vietnam War and Korean War combined. And that is a tragedy that we live to see. And numbers and will continue to rise because the quickest vaccination was what, months, I think? Four years. Four years, people. Took four years for the vaccination of mumps. Four years. And yeah. then it's going to be longer than that time when you manufacture it, time when you disperse it, dispense it. All that other stuff that's going to get happen to it takes a little while. So this is a marathon, people. It's, it's not a sprint. This is a marathon. And all that bullshit talk about um, 12 to 18 months. That's great if it happens. But we can't, we can't, we can't. That's never going to happen. There's no fact taking place in 18 months. Yeah, people want to rush to uh, the finish line if they think they can get the results early. And like you said, it's going to be four years. So At least. <laughs> yeah, at least four years. So whatever guidelines that they put out there to, to, you know, mitigate this disaster, to help us be a little bit more safely, let's just follow by those guidelines. You got to. We got to have some sanity, people. We got to show some sanity. Yes. This is all, critical. Yes, and also, you know, you got to take care of yourself, you know, which is they're not saying, you know. That's another thing. It's like where are the things or the education out there to let us know how to improve 
how to improve yourself, how to improve what's the right word I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of. I can't think of it right now. Try to improve your, what fights off the diseases? What is it in your system? What is it called? Come on. I'm having your immune system? Your immune system, exactly. How There need to be more talk on building up your immune system. Has to yeah. be. You know? And health and diet, there has to be a change in diet. That has to come. The, the, the exercise, because, you know, a majority of this is uh, striking uh, older relatives, but the new cases involve people under 40 years old. So it's not something that's just striking the older relatives. It's something everybody has to watch out for. Yes. So keep healthy, keep clean, all that. Yes, you definitely um, have to work on your diet and a lot of things too, man. Meditate, do things, man, to get your mind up off of this and also work on yourself for improvement because um, economically-wise, job-wise, there's gonna be there's a shift going on, people. we we, we got to pay attention to it. You know, um, try to monetize, you know, anything at this point as far as what you're good at, what you what you can, you know, make some make some money off of, you know, whether it's starting your own business, um, collaborating or um, get into some things as far as, you know, improving yourself was uh, educational through what I want to say, some type of trade, anything that that that'll basically uh, set your own self up. Because I think a lot of times, you know, until we get this under control too, you know, the 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 everybody's showing up, rushing to a big ass building where mass amounts of people and they're working. I think that's over with now. You know, you know, a lot of uh, remote working is going to happen. Yeah, you know, I mean, we witnessed it through through the uh, through the last financial breakdown. Man, it was crazy. Oh yeah, Them corporations, man, it was fun. You have uh, remember back in the day when you have. Uh, company sponsored baseball games or some shit like that. All Man. extra shit, parties and shit. Christmas party, mid-year yeah. party. Christmas bonuses. Oh, there it is right there. That's what you said, the bonuses. Bonus money. <laughs> Promotional money. Yeah, you know? that shit is uh, it was a rap. It was a rap in 08. And then, and then they slapped on more work. Once again, they're going to slap on yeah. more work, people, right now. Whenever we come up out of this, even now. So all the workers... Think about it, people. Any job you go to anywhere, including your home, you're going to have to clean more. Yeah. <laughs> so that's even more work they're putting on your burden. It's a cold game out here, people. Everybody, get your sweaters. It's, it's, cold, <laughs> it's a cold game out here, man. Oh, it's so cold. We out here in California. It cools off at nighttime. We feel the cold at night out here. But, yeah, it, 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 it's like we got the COVID going on. It's real bad in the African American community right now, folks. We got the COVID going on, and we got to worry about still getting peeled off by law enforcement. And they ain't even wearing masks when they're doing. Hey, ain't but right, none at all. You no, know? but I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just still trying to figure out what's going on because to me, I don't see really any sense of urgency. We got we got all these people out of work, right? Our infrastructure still shitty. It's time to build on the infrastructure. We got people out of work. All this PPE equipment we're going to need for years. That's people going back to work. You got to you, you got to change the ventilation system of buildings. That's more jobs, right? You can't have the same ventilation system. Oh, right. Yeah, so they're gonna have to be cleaned on a weekly Man, basis. Come on, there's got to be some innov- this is some innovation innovative time right now. Or some shit gonna be happening. Yeah. You know, crisis like, always brings out innovation. What somebody said, man, some some guy I was this some reporter on NPR. Shout out to uh, NPR Radio eighty nine point three out here in Southern California. And I think it's KCP or KPCC. One of them. Anyway, eighty nine point three FM. Man, great, great, great shows on there. But anyhow, getting back to when I talk about innovation, I remember they they, they interviewed a beat reporter, right? And he's talking about you yeah. know what's going on in the seas in, 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 in the different leagues, whether, you know, NBA, uh, NFL, uh, uh, Major League Baseball, whatever the case may be, even soccer. And they were saying, just imagine if somebody could develop a basketball that whatever, it, 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 it could be like germ-free, basically. You know what I mean? Yeah. You ain't got to worry about well, germs getting on that ball. huh? How would that work? I don't know. But just think about it. If you can come up with that idea. 
<laughs> it could <Shit>. work. <laughs> That's millions of dollars right there. Yeah, I mean, come on. Like, if you, what's the right term I want to say? Um, man, I'm having all types of issues. Uh, 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 remember some of the things I want to say. Was yeah, it hyper, hyper allergenic? Hyper allergenic? Just imagine a basketball or baseball that's hyperallergenic or whatever. Oh, that's true. I mean, right? Face mask, some type yeah. of face mask that's, you know, gloves, uh, shoulder pads, uh, 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 uniforms, you know? There definitely has to be innovation in that. Yeah, man. A lot of shit. A lot of shit. And like I said, crisis always breeds innovation. And in this current crisis, it has to breed self-reflection. And ourselves as a community, and ourselves as people, and our families. Yes. Everything. It has to be a time of self reflection. And in this time, even in tragedy, you can mm -hmm. use it as something to uh, reflect and build from that day forward. Yeah, yeah. You know, we mm -hmm. might be in a low time, but when you're in your lowest time, the only way you can go is up. And this is a time where we got to connect closer with God connect closer with our plans, connect closer with our people, connect closer with our finances, connect closer with our plans for the future. This is a time of transition. We and got work to do. A whole lot of work to do. We got work, people. I think, um, you know, with everything out there, I think we got an impression of some type of novelty that we've made it. Uh, we got a long way to go, people. Um, we're still playing from behind. <laughs> many, 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 many years behind. Um, so that's it, you know. We just want to make sure that, you know, um, my whole thing is always philosophy. Each one teach one, you know. And I think that 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 helps with our code of conduct with each other that, you know, um, you know, I've known Gary, this brother, for a while. And we open up and talk about a lot of things, man. That And a lot of it's just all positivity, things that we can do to help one another, but also help, help, help each other. I mean, that's the key. I mean, the, the, we, we, we have no idea how, how deep and rich this world is, you know, yeah. so much more that, 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 that's out there, but we have to come together like any other tribe does and make things happen. You know, ain't nothing wrong with it. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Ain't nothing wrong, wrong, nothing wrong with approving yourself and your tribe. Nothing's wrong with that. Nothing's wrong with that, but that's what we got to do. Obviously, there's some other things that we could definitely dive into and discuss on things like that. But you know what? We're going to save them for another day. But, hey, check this out, people. We're going to debut. Let's bring them on, ladies and gentlemen, 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 gentlemen. Hello, yes. everybody. This is Daddy Johnny. How are you doing today? This is Daddy Johnny, remember? You jumped the gun. You jumped the gun, son. Oh, you jumped the gun. Hold on. This is a new segment here. I'm going to give a five-minute piece. The segment is called Bobby's Interpretations. Going to go and see what this is. So, sometimes, you know, sit back or listen to a show or catch something, an article or something that gets my attention, right? Like, what? <laughs> what? And early in the week, since the shutdown, they said, in New York City, there's been rat turf wars. Rat <laughs> yeah. There's been rat turf wars. I got to, you know what? <laughs> I got to check it out. I got to do some more. They're fighting for the cheese? Man, they said these rats is no joke. <laughs> they said they fighting because they hungry. Hey, the foods, the foods not coming in like they used to because everything's shut down. And sometimes, some ways, you know, when it gets real heated, you know, they will start to turn on each other, kill each other. And then also you see some forms of cannibalism within the rats. God yeah, <laughs> they got turf wars going on. I want to say New York City, any of these cities, I got to check it out because people check it out today. It says videotape of this where people have been calling in like, yo, I don't know. What's going on? But it sounds like there's some rat wars going on outside my window. God damn. <laughs> the rats, the rats is like, yo, I'm hungry. I'm not getting that nice piece of pizza that I'm normally receive hanging out at Sal's 3 a.m. 
4 a.m. in the morning. Well, what's going on? So him and his crew get with them and them other crew, and then I guess they battling. I guess people got, I got to check it out. We go we have to go and come back on this with the, with the, with the rat wars. Like, yo. God damn, because you know the rats are a size of poodles out there, god damn it. Man, got to yes. Yo, the rats <laughs> rats is out there wilding out, yo, throwing up gang signs and shit, yo. You know what I'm saying? The rats is about it, about it on their food. But you know what? Well, those motherfuckers can chew through steel. Hey man. Yo. But you know, Hey, you know, so humans, I mean, we still good. Ain't ain't nothing really tripping, you know, just, you know, cover up doorways or anything. You see some hole, cover it up. But yes, once again on Bobby's Thoughts, the rat wars going on in New York City and other cities out here in the country. But without no further ado, everybody, thanks for checking us out. Shout out to my man, G Diddy. Any last words, G Diddy? Last words. Uh, we're going to make it through this, America. There's been uh, nothing that's kept us down. We're going to rebuild. We're going to be more inclusive. And black people, you are a strong, resilient race. Remember that. G. Combs, the Holy Roman Emperor of the Republican Party, <laughs> signing out. No doubt. Hey, thanks again, Jeezy. Yes, definitely can check me out. It's your boy B Sales once again. Always at the B Side Podcast. You can hit me up at B Sales at the B Side Podcast.com. Check out our IG page, the B Side Podcast Q. Definitely check us out, people. Once again, thanks for tuning in. Till next time, we out.